Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Devin Nakoba. Howdy. Kyle Shimabukuro is out today because he is drowning in poop, basically. <laughs> what? <laughs> they um, had to dig up his yard because of a sewer line replacement. So he, oh, cannot, no. uh, he cannot join us today. Oh, gross. I oh, was going to go over to his house and did the podcast from there. So oh, yeah. That. That would a be bad hideous. idea. Okay. There's a backhoe right. in there and guys digging up the yard and, and doing that. So he, from a noise Jeez. perspective, there's no way he's going to be able to, to make it. Oh, okay. okay. Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts and listen to the podcast. And of course, you can email us at highsessions@yahoo.com if you have any questions or you want to say anything to us directly. If you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, you can go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. Can you hear that? That's not me. No, I know. There is this what is guy that? that lives downstairs <laughs> from my house that has this yeah. cut muffler crazy car. And that's what it sounds like whenever he leaves the house in the morning. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. And, and what's funny is, like, Edward, yeah, go ahead. No, no, it just sounds like somebody's got really bad gas. Okay. I know. At, at first, like, the first day, it, like, completely woke everybody up. Like, oh, my God, what the hell was that? You know, and then we're thinking, how can we live with this guy? But honestly, like, I totally sleep through it already. Uh, <laughs> Within a week, it, it doesn't even bother me. So it, it's fine. No one cares. Okay. All right. Except when he leaves in the middle of the podcast. Okay. Uh, sorry. So I was on Patreon. Then we go to Koopa Koopa Landscaping. Thank you to our sponsor, KoopaKoopaLandscaping.com. I actually just uh, suggested Koopa Koopa Landscaping to another client today because we have to clean up their yard for a house sale. Thank you to Fort Market. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Malika. Sorry. So normally our, our uh, guests get some Fort Ruger Market when they come in, but because you're so far away from us, Maybe we'll have to like mail you some chili pepper water or something from Fort Ruger Market. Oh, uh, well, that's very sweet of you to to do that for your guests. Yeah, that's the best we can do. Uh, and you can oh, don't don't get us wrong. We eat too, so it's not completely altruistic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We get food. <laughs> guests get food. We're not that nice. <laughs> it's a good trade off. Uh, you can hear Devin ninety four point seven Kumu in the mornings. You can go to highlifeclothing.com to find Kyle's uh, clothing line. And now we will introduce our guest, who is Malika Dudley. Malika, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Now, I I started going down a Malika Dudley hole uh, last night. And so I started like writing down a wormhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, at first, I was putting accolades on this, but then it started turning into, it sounded like a, a, a um, what's that called? A, um, well, it, it started no sounding like an ad all, for a dating No one's going to believe all the things that we have to say about her because they're like, there's no way. She's I know. all this. I'm almost 40, so it's more like the fact that there's a long <laughs> amount of time to do things. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me let me do a little bit of background here. So Malika was born and raised in Hilo, uh, started in the news in 2007 at KGMB, nominated for two Emmy Awards, 
and uh, it, for excellence in weather reporting and won an Edward Murrow Journalism Award for her reporting on Hawaii tsunami damage in 2011. She's a Miss Hawaii and a certified meteorologist with the University of Hawaii and speaks French. Currently lives on Maui in Pukalani, and that's why we're doing this uh, remotely. And what we'll probably end up talking about a lot is her new podcast, the Communication Podcast, which talks about communication and technology. They cover topics like deception, positivity bias, apologies, and body image and other, and other things. So um, I know Devin is, uh, is pro, pro body image. So we can get into that in a second, but it's a, it's a pretty new podcast, right? You just started it a little while ago. Yeah, I started it two months ago. It launched on August 26th and it's been so amazing. I mean, it was a long time coming because basically I went back to school and it was my thesis project for my master's degree. So I just, I've always had this passion for communication theory because I just felt like whenever I was in my communication classes that everyone was engaged, like everyone could relate, you had something to say, you really learned things that were, I don't know, like that you could use in your life, right? There were so many classes that you went to and you're like, why am I here? That was not one of the classes, right? Like communication is everywhere. You need it in every single facet of life. And after, you know, 15 years in the industry, in the media industry, after I pivoted out of my master's program to broadcast meteorology and journalism, it was really refreshing to kind of go back to my roots, you know, and, and I'm so passionate about getting these really tangible tools, these communication skills from researchers to everyday people. And now that I have 15 years of experience and in, in how to be that messenger, if you will, of, of this information, it's been a really exciting process. Yeah, I was, I was listening to it last night and you do cover some interesting topics. And Devin, I think maybe we'll have to take a, you know, a lesson from what Malika is doing, because normally we start off with no topic and just start talking. <laughs> but the fact that she has topics kind of chambered made the conversations pretty interesting. Um, I was listening to one last night about lying, you know, the different types of lying and um, butler lying. I had never heard that term before. And so Malika brings on some of these um, experts to talk about these communication topics. And then she brings on a friend and they, they, they talk more about it in general. But, um, you know, I don't find Devin to be a liar. He's pretty pretty straightforward with me. So I don't think we have this problem on our podcast. Do you, Dev? Well, okay. You say so. <laughs> well, I, come on. Our, our whole problem is we're too brutally honest with each other. I was about to say that. I was about to say, I don't think the lying is the problem. And and if you, you know, if you listen, it was, I think, episode six and seven are the deception episodes. I have Mika Miyashima on to discuss uh -huh. it all after we learn. But I mean, that's what the research says. The research says that we are not liars. The majority of us are, we are truth tellers. We tell the truth most of the time. You know, um, there is research out there that says that people lie one to two times a day, but it's skewed because most of us lie zero to one times a day, but we've got prolific liars and they lie a lot. <laughs> and so they skew the average up. Yeah, right, and I think, exactly. you know, that's why like something like the podcast is so important um, because in news, we have to cut it down to like 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Maybe they'll give you 90 seconds to 
part, you know, if, if this was a news story, you know, about this new deception research and you're not able to really get into it, you know, and, and really have yeah. people understand what it actually means, like in the context of real life. And then there's also mm-hmm. the fact that it could be misinterpreted, <laughs> especially by, um, you know, a journalist who isn't knowledgeable about communication. And so that's what's so cool. I love that, like, you can learn the actual stuff from the actual people, you know? Yeah. Getting into a deeper dive is always nice, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And the butler lies, that's my favorite topic. So butler lies is when you lie about putting off communication, but you're using technology. So it's when you, like, text someone and you're like, I'm on my way, but you haven't left the house. (laughs) That type of a thing. So you know about that, though, Devin? (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, when you're married... uh, we're having we're having communication issues with Devin froze, which is this thing about Zoom. Well, it's probably because he's driving. I know. So for those of you that are listening yeah. and not, Sorry. you can't see oh, us. Yeah. Devin is driving. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm totally just <laughs> sitting in one place. Right. It's now. not at all illegal. Don't no, worry. Not he's not all. a liar, no. but he does break the law sometimes. And it doesn't change. Yes. So uh, I'm gonna. I just need to get to one place and then I stop. And, yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. And I, I turn off my video because it'll be easier to hear what I'm saying. But yeah. The, I mean, the lying thing or dishonesty thing. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I probably average one or two a day. But I think it's also because I work in media. <laughs> we get people calling us. We get people calling us. But again, you know all about this. People call you and they're like, hey, can you play this song for me? Or can you do this thing? You go, yeah, sure. Because telling them the truth <laughs> about it, you're never going to get to that song. And it doesn't go as well. You know, it's easier to just go, yeah, you know, we'll try and get that on for you. Well, for sure. Devin, you know, and the research says that that's actually a really good communication tactic for relationships because you're using their white lies that you're using to social smooth. You're using them to be kind, right? right? Like instead of saying, dude, I I can't play everyone's song. All right. You're at the bottom of the list. Like that would be mean. You don't need to be mean. You know, like you can use quote unquote deception to be kind to people. And he also, so this researcher, his name is Dr. Timothy Levine. He's like a world renowned deception researcher. He's been studying it for 30 years. And he also talked about honesty that he wouldn't consider someone who is brutally honest. Like you don't have to be brutally honest and tell nothing but the truth in order to be an honest person. Like you can still be an honest person, but keep some things that are private to yourself, you know, and as long as there's no like deceptive manipulating intent to it, it's okay. Yeah, I I agree. Cause I know, um, I, I think we all have that friend who's like, well, I'm just being honest. I'm like, no, you're actually kind of being mean. (laughs) It's kind of, it comes off kind of dickish that you're telling people this stuff the way that you're telling people. It's okay. You can you can blunt it a little bit and you know say, hey, that that song that was that you just sang that was that was something, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You don't have to be completely honest. Say, God, oh wow, that really sucked. Because that doesn't help anybody. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. 
Or maybe it's because we have kids. Once you have kids, you start to learn how to uh, uh, creatively uh, tell the truth so that uh, you're not hurting your kids' feelings. Yeah. And then you need to be a good role model, too. You know, right. so you, you want to be honest in the best way possible because you're showing them an, an example. But you also want to show them that when you are being like, quote unquote, deceptive, when you're telling lies, that there's a place for a time and place for small lies yeah. to help protect yeah. people and your relationships and, you know, to be nice. <laughs> also, most of the time, it's when you're telling your wife something that she doesn't really want to. Here. <laughs> like you cleaned up, right? Oh yeah, totally. It's it's good. It's good. You got rid of the rubbish. Yep. I put it all out already. And then as soon as you get off the phone, you go and do that thing. Well, you have the you intention. Know. You went and you did it. Yeah, so yeah. You, it was the, yeah. the future self. It was your like right. um, right. you know, thinking really positively about your future self. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to tell my wife that. Well, I was really positively thinking about the future when I was going to do the dishes. And then, I don't know, somehow, as we got more towards the future, I realized it wasn't going to happen. Oh, but you got to you gotta make it happen. Or then, you know. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, see, I didn't realize that part. That, see, that, that's the connection part I got to make. Okay. okay. Well, you I know what's it. so funny, though? That came up um, in the online dating episode. I, I just recorded it, so it's not out yet. But it came up because... Um, a lot of people on their online dating profiles, they kind of lie a little bit, you know, like they'll say that they're interested in things that they're, that they like want to be interested in, but they just right. don't have time for it right now. Or they'll say that like they're 10 pounds lighter or something like that. And the research shows that it's because people are projecting their future selves, like that they actually, they intend to be yeah. that person, like that's who they're, they hope their best self is going to be. And that that's not necessarily a negative thing or like deceptive because of the intention behind it. And that a lot of people then actually follow through with it, especially if they end up making that connection with someone online. So before they meet, they like do the dang thing <laughs> and then it's them. <laughs> so it's not really a lie. Uh, and that's interesting in the in the dating thing because I I've met I don't know how many friends and I think we've all done it at, at some point in time but um, or say maybe John but uh, you date somebody you start dating them and then you end up doing stuff that they like to do just because they like to do it like I have a friend who's I mean they're actually married now but when they first started dating all of a sudden she wanted to go surfing and we're like surfing. This one, you like going surfing. <laughs> She's like, oh, I love going surfing. And I'm like, you hate surfing. What are you talking about? You don't even know how to do it. But she did it because he was a surfer. And uh, and before you knew it, I mean, she really did enjoy it. But at the time, it was sort of like, well, yeah, surfing is great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, going hiking or, or oh, yeah, I love doing crochet. It's great fun you know what i mean stuff like that and you just you know you go with it you go with it online dating is a whole new thing that i, I fortunately did not have to experience yeah. but you know a lot of times some people just need a catalyst right to get into a new hobby or get interested in something and mm -hmm. and just you meet you meet someone who has different interests hey you never know you could find your next uh next big interest right whether it's totally uh, whether it's surfing <laughs> or 
Chinese food or UH games or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say go for it. So, Malika, you and I both have communications degrees. So, uh, what was the thing that struck you the most about um, getting into that field? Uh, because, you know, we, we all communicate for a living, all three of us do, right? Um, but was it uh, was there something that you took away from it that you went, oh, wow, that's different? Yeah, well, when I graduated with my BA from UH Manoa, it was actually in the department used to be called speech. So mm -hmm. I didn't graduate in communications, if you will, which is like the journalism ah, part. Right, um, right. Spe it's speech is basically what they call now communicology, which is the scientific study of human communication. So it's quite different. Um, mm. But I then... Uh, well, I won Miss Hawaii and I took a, a year off kind of, um, you know, I had my unpaid job. <laughs> Where you were Miss actually Hawaii. really, really busy, right? Well, well, I was like poverty level because it was volunteer, <laughs> a volunteer job. My parents had to pay my rent for me. I could barely oh eat. Like I was calling up Justin Yoshino and I'm like, Jess, I got to go to an event so I can have dinner tonight, please. Thanks. Oh. You know, so. That was a tough year. So when I came out of that year, I immediately went into the workforce because I was like, I need a job so I can make money. And I became a French teacher at Le Jardin Academy. So I did that for about a year. And I happened to just meet the right person at the right time, which happened to be Guy Hagi at Sky Waikiki <laughs> at like midnight. And he knew my parents. And for some reason, my parents had, or my dad had told Guy when they had dinner sometime um, that I wanted to be on TV. Mind you, this was on a list that also included, oh, I might want to be a chef. Maybe I'll fix cars. Maybe I should go to the army. And so I got dragged into this dark corner of the nightclub by Guy Hockey, who was like, we're starting a morning show. Um, your dad told me that you're interested in media. Come meet the news director. So I meet the news director and so super random, but like later I find out that he didn't even remember meeting me or giving me his card because he was totally drunk. So oh next, <laughs> I know, right? So I'm, I'm in my office at Le Jardin Academy, like on my computer and my co-teacher was like, you should totally email him. And I'm like, uh, really? And he's like, yeah, do it. Like, what, what do you have to lose? So I email Chris Archer, who was the news director at the time. And he totally writes back and he's like, all right, well, how about you write me a 30 second VO from this AP news release, blah, 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 blah. So I write back and I'm like, what's a VO about how long. So now you see the difference between majoring communications right, and communication. Right. <laughs> how about how long is 30 seconds? Can I get an example? What's the AP? And this guy did not shine me. He wrote back to me. He told me, he gave me an example of something Kim Janala had just written that day. He told me wow. AP means the Associated Press. VO stands for voiceover. Um, I end up writing a bunch of different VOs, which I had no experience in, in writing for news. So mm -hmm. they were clearly terrible, right? And I go in, they put my words into the teleprompter and they have me sit next to Keahi Tucker. So I'm starstruck, one. Two, I'm like, what the, like, literal F am I doing here? <laughs> and I'm reading these god-awful, like, way too wordy, way, you know, not written for news, terrible, not dressed the right way. I mean, just everything that could possibly go wrong was going wrong. And Keahi is re reading, you know, what he wrote. And, and then they have breaking news come on. 
And it just says breaking news tsunami uh, warning just happened. And my dad just happens to be a tsunami expert. And so I'm pretty well versed in like what to do when there's a tsunami. I know, right? Like talk about serendipity. So I kind of start riffing on that. And then they're like, all right, well, now you should get on the weather wall. I'm, I'm like, what? Okay. So Jeff Booth was the, I don't know if you guys remember him, but he was like the tall Holly guy from um, Ohio, Ohio, I think. Um, and so he was seated beneath the camera. And I think most people know this, but the camera is flipped, right? So when you go like this, it shows you yep. this. Yep. And I'm standing there. Mind you, I, I still don't watch TV. Like I, I know I'm on TV, but like <laughs> I didn't watch TV back then. I still don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. And I, I should, I probably shouldn't admit that publicly. My news director, I hope you don't <laughs> listen to this because she's going to be mad that I said that, but <laughs> I don't I watch TV. I think you're on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Crossing <laughs> yeah, fingers. Crossing fingers. Um, but so I'm in front of this green screen. And I have literally no idea what I'm looking at. And so I'm mic'd and everything. And again, difference between communications and communication. I'm mic'd, but I'm literally whispering to Jeff Booth, what's that? And he's like, clouds. (laughs) (laughs) The clouds? And then he's like, move to the other side. Turn, you know? And I'm like, Jeff, what's that? That's, That's radar. It shows rain. Okay, so the the rain, blah, 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 whatever. But I was a surfer. And so surf pops up and I, you know, I can riff about surfing, about the ankle slappers or the great conditions or Dawn Sesh is going to be great or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. Um, And then when we moved from KGMB side note to Hawaii news. Now I put all my boxes in my car with all of my tapes, which that tape was in there and someone stole my car and got rid of all everything that was in my car. So I like, do not have like a huge piece of my like life was just thrown into a dumpster somewhere anyway so this is just my recollection (laughs) it might be inaccurate who knows um so yeah and I went in for four interviews and on the fourth interview I thought for sure like they're not hiring me like I don't know why would they hire me and um I remember Rick Blangiardi, who of course is now the mayor of Honolulu but at the time was the GM of KGMB9 And he was like, we have a box of overqualified applicants. And for some reason, we keep coming back to you. And Mm. I I think what he said, like the reason why was because um, he saw potential, number one. I think at the time they did have the resources to to train me, which which they Mm. did. Um, And and he said that my resume showed, so you were talking about my resume earlier. Um, you know, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, master of none type of person. Like I have my fingers in everything. I'm just so interested in so many different things. And, and so he just felt like, because my resume showed so many different interests and, and things that, that I would be a hard worker and like really commit to, um, learning this craft. And, and I did, you know, I immediately, once they hired me, I signed up for the broadcast meteorology program at Mississippi state. It was long distance. It's a, or a distance learning program. So I did that for three years. 
Um, wow. And this is a very long story for that question. But <laughs> like I said, I'm almost 40. So <laughs> there's a lot of years in there. So, so then, you know, fast forward, we can fast forward through the 15 years of, you know, being on air. Um, I left in 2012 to have my baby, Jackson, my first baby, and moved to the big island. And at the time, I had to quit. I had to resign because they... There was no way they were going to keep me. I, well, okay. I did actually do a sort of hybrid thing where I was flying back and forth from the big Island to Oahu. I was pregnant. Yeah. No, like it was just not like, uh, you know, something that was sustainable. So I had to resign and, um, I, I just kind of did the mommy thing for about a year and then moved to Maui. And when I moved to Maui, Maui now hired me. So I was their chief meteorologist for six to seven years. And then I lost my job because of COVID. They got rid of basically everybody who was freelance. Anyone who wasn't a full-time employee got let go. Um, and, and then I think they even reduced the pay of like full-time employees. You know, it just wasn't a good time at that time. Yeah. And, and I totally understood. And and then KITV just happened to, um, you know, I so random, like I did a fundraiser for my birthday where I was trying to raise like 250 bucks, you know, for the Maui food bank. I'm a board member and it just blew up and we ended up raising $10,000 for the food bank in 24 oh, hours. Wow. I know it was like ridiculous. And so KITV Maleko, who was doing a segment at the time called in it together because of COVID, he interviewed me. And the news director who um, really had been very new to Hawaii, so she didn't know who I was, um, had only been there about a year, I think. She's like, who's this Who's this girl? And he's like, oh, she's a meteorologist. And she's like, I'm looking for a meteorologist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that is how that happened, um, how I got my job in the communications field, which is what I do now. And I've been remote for 18 months from Maui first time in history that an anchor reporter, anyone has been able to be based from a neighbor Island and work for the news on Oahu. So that was like, so, so cool. And to end the story with the communication. So about a year before I got hired from KITV, I went through this kind of like dark period in my life of just uh, feeling lost. Like I, I just didn't know who I was anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it led me back to school. And so I went to finish my graduate degree. I had only done a year before I became Miss Hawaii. So I wanted to finish it up with that second year. And I never thought it would be possible to do that. Somehow all of the doors just kept opening. Um, I talk about it in my, I was chosen as student speaker. I auditioned for it. If you guys are interested in that story um, for spring 2021, which was such an honor because I auditioned for that in 2004 and I didn't get it. So it was cool. It was so cool. Like, you know, and, and when it matters, you know, like, like it really, it really changed my life this time, you know, like back then it, it didn't mean as much as it does now right. to like return to your passion and really be doing something like, I feel like there's a purpose for this, you know? And, and so when KITV hired me, I was already um, halfway through that process and I was juggling working for the news and then also um, pursuing this thesis project, which uh, was the development of my podcast, the communication podcast, which is a play on words, beautification of communication, but also the unification of community. And it's because of the things that you can learn on the podcast, but also that they lead to some of the conversations that we've already had on this podcast, you know, talking about 
online dating and deception and apologizing and cyberbullying. And today the, the um, one that I just dropped is on body image, you know, and that's what really like makes my heart sing is seeing that it leads to like deep conversations, you know, I mean, and they can still be fun conversations, right? Learning doesn't, it's not boring. Learning can be so fun. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, I was kind of curious because the body, the body image was in the, the description of the, the podcast. And I thought I, I was kind of, I'm interested. So Malika, uh, I can say this because I'm tw- 15 years married now, but probably one of the better looking people you're ever going to see on oh. the planet. You know, she's <laughs> extremely good looking. So when, when it comes to body image, uh, did you go through uh I feel like you probably just was good looking from when you were like a baby. Oh, no, no, no. You know, first of all, I really appreciate your kind words and thank you. I don't think it's creepy. I think it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you know, what's so awesome again, you know, the podcast, right? So the one that just dropped is with the um, expert. The next one, oh, I talk I with Anuhea Jenkins and oh, Kimi A. Minor. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we yeah. go there. We like talk yeah. about, and these, both of them are also gorgeous, beautiful people that mm. people probably look up to and want to look like, right? Uh-huh. Um, and we've all had struggles, all three of us, with feeling unworthy, ugly, um, like we're trying to be something that society has constructed as an ideal, but that you can, you know, it's really unattainable and it changes all the time. Like, you know, flat butts. Remember when, um, Kate Moss used to be the beauty Uh ideal, like, and now it's Kim Kardashian. So how are we supposed to keep up with that? I mean, and it's not just women, men too. And especially in this social media age where, you know, you can be scrolling and see like, oh, that dude with the 12 pack, right? Like, how do you get that? Well, some of them are like literally painting them on, right? And so it it's just, it can be a really unhealthy place to be if you don't use social media correctly and intentionally. Um, I'm just so thankful that I didn't have that when I was growing up, like, I can't imagine how, what my daughter is going to have to deal with. Like, I'm going to have to provide her with tools to navigate this already. Like I said, I had pimples. I mean, I didn't embrace my curls for so, so long. I mean, the first 13 years of being in media, I straightened my hair. It's just been in the last 18 months that I'll actually, I've been on air with curls, you know, but because the the ideal, the beauty ideal that you think of when you think of a newscaster is straight hair and like a certain look, you know, like long eyelashes. I started to wear a little bit less makeup. Like even for this, I just put a little mascara, like some lip gloss and like a little bit of um, foundation, you know, but before it was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the men Actually, do have my... to wear it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're on the news. <laughs> oh, that's a little known secret slash fact. <laughs> um, hey, where's the, where do the, where do the curls come from? Who's, who's side of the family? Is it your mom, your dad? My mother. Yeah. My mom is oh. from North Africa. So she has like the, she's brown. She has brown skin, um, you know, brown eyes. Like I'm Hapa. I know I don't look Hapa, but mm-hmm. yeah, my mom's the brown one. My dad's like blue eyes 
but they both had dark hair. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, the, uh, the whole um, beauty thing, uh, it's always fascinating to uh, talk to women who are uh, attractive or, or considered attractive or whatever, because they've all been through it. The, some of the most attractive people you've ever met, they've all been through this period where they're either bullied because they're good looking, or bullied because they're not good looking enough, bullied because they're good looking but not in a traditional sense and so that's what you know what i mean and women are so mean man like girls can just get on you for stuff that's not even that has nothing to do with anything and um um and the and irony it, is they're the ones that probably are hurting the most right yeah like hurt yeah. people hurt people you yeah, know and it's, it's really interesting well i mean in a in a bad way it's really interesting. i wish we could get away from get because all three of us have daughters. And so for me, you know, I mean, my, my daughter's 15. Uh, so having her uh, process the idea that, you know, however you look is however you look and that's fine. Don't even, don't even worry about it. You're beautiful in your own way. It may not be traditional, but it doesn't matter. Cause if you feel good about yourself, you'll, you'll be okay. And I, uh, I give my, uh, I give my wife credit because my wife's the one who sort of has planted that seed to, to tell my daughter, you're good, whatever, whatever's going on, you're good. Don't worry about it. Um, and it's interesting because you and my wife, uh, both participated in well, you and Miss Hawaii, but my, uh, my wife was in the cherry blossom festival. And so it's that same, right. It's that Japanese ideal thing. And she felt a lot of pressure off of that. So it's, uh, it's interesting that all these women who participated in this program, you guys are so driven to make sure that the girls that you raise are as comfortable in their skin as possible, which I think is, is really fascinating uh, you know, and really nice. Thank you. Um, and I love to hear that about your wife as well. This morning, I actually, because like I said, I just dropped the body image episode this morning. And one mm -hmm. of the girls who, uh, listeners who sent in a question, it, it was about that very fact. Like she said, you know, social media inspires me as a 45 year old woman, but my 11 year old goes on a total roller coaster because the ideals change every single day. And I don't know what to do, what to do about it. And it was, um, you know, this is what makes me so passionate about this, this podcast is because the conversation that we had even of like, she's like, okay, well, do you think that I can have my daughter listen to it? And I was like, absolutely. Like, that's the whole point, <laughs> you know, is yeah, right. for this to start a conversation with the two of you. And, um, you know, and then she wrote back and then I told her, well, the one thing is, is like, I would definitely tell her ahead of time that you asked a question about her, you know, mm -hmm. like that, that should mm -hmm. be the opening is, Hey, you know, I'm concerned about this. I don't know how you feel about it, but you know, I I'm so concerned that I actually asked an expert about it. And I don't know if you'd be willing to listen to this podcast with me to get the answer. And then maybe we can work through this together, you know, where, um, our daughters <laughs> might not <laughs> be so open or maybe they hear what we say, but it goes out the other ear, you know, right. so we can only right. do so much ourselves, 
But sometimes yeah. you need to hear it in a different way or you need to hear it from an expert where you're like, oh, that person's really credible. I mean, I know my five-year-old doesn't, if I tell her something, she's like, no, my teacher said this, <laughs> you know, like she doesn't give a crap what I say, even yeah. if I'm an expert in that, you yeah. know? So um, you should, you should have your, your daughter listen to the podcast and see what she says. You know I mean? Like it's, it's such a great conversation starter. And then mm. if you are struggling through it or you come across struggles in the future, it's something that you can fall back on and go, okay, yeah, that's a good reminder that I should do that. Because it, I didn't just struggle with body image issues when I was younger. I still struggle, you know, yeah. from time to time, yeah. much better now, you know, because as we grow up, we tend to accept ourselves a bit more, right? <laughs> but we're still our yeah. own worst critic. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Do you think the same thing as a man that like you're your own worst critic and you get down on yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And if not, then I just, I just look at Kyle and John and they just make sure to put me in my place. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I find that that's the, uh, that's one of the hardest things is to, to strike that balance between knowing yourself well enough that you don't, um, you don't think too much of yourself, but then, you know, the, the flip side of that coin is not knowing yourself enough to give yourself enough credit so that then you think you just suck all the time. And neither of those two things is true, but it's just, you know, it's, it's that happy medium somewhere. And believe me, I've been through a lot of therapy, so I know that that, that balance is somewhere in there. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it's why I, I try as much as possible now to uh, encourage people that, you know, if, if you want to talk to somebody and, and go to therapy and do those kind of things, it's really important. It, it helps you in your mm -hmm. communication. It helps you in your, your self-image. Um, but more so, it's just nice to every so often go to a room with a professional where you go, I'm not crazy, right? And they go, yeah. no, no, you're fine. And you go, okay, yeah. Whew, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, all these things you're saying is – like those were all the things that like drove me for my, with my passion for this is that I just yeah. felt that I felt that on social media, especially I would get so many people like DMing me and saying that, Oh, I inspired them to do this or that or whatever. And I started to really see like the responsibility that it is yeah. to be on social, whether you're followed a lot or not, you know, there are people looking at what you're doing. And, and so it had me like reflect on myself and like, who, who do I want to be, you know, and what really are my values? And, and it got pretty deep, <laughs> but you know, like therapy, don't knock it till you try it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's such a great way to kind of like talk through things that you're going through. And, and when you hear other people are going through the same things that you are, like, I will show my messy house every now and then because Every single time I show my messy house, I get dozens of messages from mom saying, oh, my God, thank you for showing me that. I felt like crap as a mother, but knowing that I'm not alone makes me feel so much better, right? And, like, that's a very silly example, but when you've got, like, real stuff going on, you know, I mean, there's a balance. Like you said, there's a balance, right? We, we need to have this growth mindset that, like, we're not, you know... 
like <laughs> the, You're not the Miss best thing. Right, right now. Right. I'm not Miss Thing, but then yeah. um that I'm not a failure, you know, like we're yeah. all just kind of like trudging through the muck and trying to make the best of it and trying to be the happiest we can be and trying to be good um wives and you know, fathers and husbands and and daughters and sons and you know, because it all comes down to relationships in the end, which means it really does all come down to communication. <laughs> yeah. See how she brought that around? That's yeah, why that, that's why she's the professional. Exactly. Malika, talk, talk a little bit about your, because um, I'll say it, you know, when we have weather issues, I know uh, Guy Hoggy, of course, is, is one of the guys <laughs> everyone turns to, and we love Guy. Guy's the one who takes the cracks. So, yeah, yeah he, gets all, he gets all the hardcore. But I have to say, uh, I love Malika's Instagram when it comes to if there's a hurricane coming or if there's a whatever. She's very uh, on top of it and gets a lot of information out. So I, I find myself tuning into your story quite a bit when there's those things going on. But how um, do you have a schedule that you post or do you have a certain do you even think about what you're posting on Instagram or, or social media? Do you have any <laughs> advice for those of us who are Before social reaction, media? I think she's going to say no. Well, okay. So I, I definitely learned as I did it, right? Like I went through the growing pains. Um, I I do advise people. So I'll do like audits on people's social media pages. Um, you can go to my website if you're interested in, in, you know, like my services. But when it comes to me and social media, um, it depends. If it's for... Um, well, the podcast, I was going to say for, for a business, you know, like I would, I would definitely recommend having some kind of a schedule. Um, but my, my podcast isn't a business. We just, we have basically, we raise money. So we've raised $6,000 for local charities by just wow. having like local um, businesses donate directly to the charity. And then I'll write them a pre-roll ad and that's my thank you to them. So, but right. yeah, but I feel like that's, um, it's kind of like a job because it's a responsibility, right? It's like, like, I want this to be successful. And so I definitely have a schedule when it comes to the podcast episodes. I make sure that I post something once a day, that I'm sharing it, that I'm tagging people. So there's definitely things you can do to like be um, better with your social media plan. Um, having said that, when it comes to the hurricanes, well, first of all, you can't plan them. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's always like, I, I really just get lucky a lot of times that my phone will ping and I'm actually at it. And then I'm like, oh shoot, a, an earthquake happened. I know it's big enough that it could cause a tsunami. And so I know where to go to get the information. Then I try to get it out as soon as possible. And this all happened super organically because my Instagram initially, just like for all of us, you know, was just a place for family and friends. Mm -hmm. And and then it started to kind of shift. Like when I when I moved to the Big Island, I got out of news. It was my husband that basically was like, you know, Malika, your name is your brand and you you can use social media to keep your brand alive while you're, you know, stepping back from being in the media. And back then it really wasn't something people like talked about. In fact, it was probably looked down upon. It was like, oh, who do you think you are? You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I tried to stay active on it and stuff. Um, and, and then when I became chief meteorologist for Maui Now, I happened to leave on a trip for Europe. And as I landed in Minneapolis, I saw that there was what I thought could be a hurricane that might impact us. And it was Hurricane Lane. And so I ended up going live on Facebook on Maui Now, 
to whatever, 150,000 people or whoever, how many ever, you know, followers they had at the time. And I'm, I literally have my husband who's on the plane, sitting on the plane, commenting, can you please get on the plane? We don't want to leave without you. And I somehow got the update out between over, you know, overhead announcements, (laughs) run on the plane, we land. And by the time we landed, it looked like, okay, this is something like we definitely need to be on top of. Uh And I don't know, it was very organic. Like, I was just updating um, you know, like Maui now, and but I, you know, I was on whatever retainer, if you will, and so it was only certain amount of updates. And then um, we got through that whole thing, and I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to update people on my Instagram because I can't j- just update people once a day if things are right. changing. Like I want to update them when when things change. And so I started to use Instagram, and it was just crazy what the response was. Like clearly there was a need for it, and. What was so interesting to me was that all of these people were in Hawaii where they had access to all the news stations and all of the news websites. And for some reason, they were coming to me and I'm in France (laughs) 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 getting the information out, but from France. (laughs) And with your husband going, hey, can we go to dinner now? Oh, that's definitely what was happening. I mean, we were having a family reunion. I was like not present, you know, because that mattered to me. I mean, I still had my my siblings, my sisters were still in Hilo Town. Like I, I want them to have the best information I can give. And and honestly, the best way to do that is for me to just throw it on my IG and for them to follow that because I cannot communicate with every single person one at a time. Like that's just not possible. And I think during that time, I gained like 15,000 followers. And I mean, yeah, it was insane how, how much people felt like they, they needed that. And, and that's kind of how it started. So since then I've just, it's all pro bono. I mean, like no one's paying me to do it, but um, I don't know. It's just, it's a responsibility that I feel that because I'm able to do it and nobody else has really Build. I'm surprised that the news stations don't copy, <laughs> you know, and like do that on their channels. Um, but yeah, I mean, the need is there for sure. I think it's just uh, one of these things that they're going to have to figure out over time, you know, because even uh, so on, on the real estate side, um, you know, everybody was kind of doing their own social media. You know, you're an agent, you take a picture in front of a house. Oh, I just made a sale. But now I think the, the companies themselves are realizing we need, the agents need help and we need a centralized, you know, way to communicate with our, our clients and things like that. So just, it just moves a little slower than individuals, I think. Maybe, it's but also, yeah, I guess <laughs> so. But also um, and we cover this in actually episode one of my podcast where we just talk about social media in general, like what is it? So we have mass media, right? That's like communications. <laughs> and when you broadcast, it goes to the masses. Um, that's generally television, print, you know, like traditional forms of media. And then you've got interpersonal communication, which is what we're doing right now, right? I mean, it will become a kind of a mass media thing once you push it out. But right, right. now we're just talking amongst friends, right? Now in the middle, you've got what we call mass personal communication. And that's where social media lies. 
you can be very personal, right? You can really get to know someone on social media, yet Uh they could be broadcasting it to the world. So it's this such a new space. And I think especially, well, through my, my experience with Lane, I realized that maybe the reason it was so, um, I don't want to say successful because that doesn't have the right connotation to it, but you know what I mean, right? Like the fact that like people really like, uh, gravitated towards this content might have been because of the mass personal nature of it. And Mm -hmm. I would recommend to media companies to do more of that, to Mm -hmm. have more emphasis on talent and really growing your talent to be known to your audience. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to choose between this station or that station or whatever, it's really going to come down to people. It's going to come down to like, who do you trust? And so I was just about to say that because like, I follow, follow you on Instagram anyway. And it was like, oh, I know Malika. And you know, so what she, I know she's the type of person she is. She's probably doing all this research and posting it up. And uh, it's uh, I'm lazy. So if she's going to post it up, I know I can trust the source. And so it just makes it easy. I'm just going to watch her Instagram on these things, you know? So well, it's funny too. I just, I just uh, talked to a communications class today, uh, this morning uh, at HPU uh, about public speaking and all that kind of stuff. And they were asking, um, you know, like, how does it happen? How do you do this? And I told them, you know, some of it is that um, it's making that connection. Uh, they may not even realize it's happening. And it's it's hard to do sometimes when you're uh, doing it over social media. But I think they can, the, the audience can tell when you're being genuine about it. And they know. And, um, and it reads. And I think for you, especially, you know, your, your reports, everything else, it comes across as very genuine. And so when they see that, they go, oh, okay, we'll go follow them. It's like, it's why people love guy because <laughs> guy doesn't have a, a mean bone in his body. He's just trying to do the. He's just trying to give you the weather, just trying to get you in the surf, do whatever. And just have, so he's like a local boy who's just trying to help you get through the day. And, and you, sorry, local girl trying to help you get through the day, but that ultimately does read. And um, I know when you're dealing with social media, there's also that, um, Again, it, it's this line that you've got to ride where you can't be too personal because then it gets into your private life. And sometimes that's a little spooky, uh, especially if you're an attractive woman because guys get the wrong idea all the time. But at the same time, you can't be so fluffy and surface that, you know, beneath it all, there's all this crap that's going on that nobody knows about. Then they find out later that, oh, my God, look at all these things that are going on. And you realize, okay, well, that was just that was just a facade. That was just something you were creating so that we wouldn't know the real you. When actually all of us are looking for that real you. We want to we want to experience that to a certain degree. I know for for you, for John, what we were talking about last week, John, when uh, Kyle was talking about when Pure Heart plays. Yeah. When you guys play, there's an authentic, there's an authenticity to the way that you guys play and the way that you relate to each other that you can't fake, right? So when people come to see you, they that comes out of you. It 
you don't even try anymore. It's just sort of a natural thing, but it makes people go, okay, I want to see that band. Whereas you can go to other bands where, you know, they're up there, they're just playing the songs and then they pow and then they leave and you go, oh, what else kind of, you know, at least it, it doesn't have the same effect. So, I well, well, I know Malika is almost 40, but uh, we're all 40 plus. So we got, we got the well, thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm plus plus, but yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, you know, to each their own though, like I'm an open book. That was how I started when John and I hopped on before the podcast started. I was like, I'm an yeah. open book. You can ask me anything. And I, I, I'll probably haven't, you know, answer you truthfully. <laughs> um, and some people, you know, choose to be more private. And so you can totally understand that. I can see yeah. how a public figure, especially, you know, um, might want to only post on social media their their news stories, you know, um, but that's their choice. And that means that they are not going to really connect with their audience. So, yeah. but if that's their yeah. choice, then that's fine, you know, mm -hmm. but if, um so I think that might be also where why news, you know, media entities um, maybe don't dive into that area to take advantage of it, if you will, you know, yeah. is because it, it really does come down to personal choice. You can't force someone to be more personal or to share more things about their lives. However, we know that self-disclosure is what furthers a relationship. You know, I mean, right now yeah. we are, we didn't know each other very well before we hopped on here, but we're building a relationship because now we know more about each other. And the more we, if we decided to talk again next week, then all of that self-disclosure would layer on top of that and we would be even closer and know more about each other, right? And so that's the same thing with social media is that if you continue to share these little glimpses, right, of your life over time, people start to really feel like they know you. They, yeah. They're getting to know who you are, what you're about. And you're right that some people might be putting on a facade. So it gets it gets complicated. There are people that just want to be private, but there are also people who um, are, quote unquote, deceptive, you know, by maybe they're just, they're filtering their faces every single time they're on. And so, you know, this is a subconscious thing, really, that like, all of the people that are seeing their stories are like, oh my God, this person is like perfect. How, how do they look so perfect? But they're not perfect. They're using a filter. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they could also. Or their, or their lives. Yeah. Or their lives are not as perfect as, you know what I mean? And we see a oh, lot yeah. of that with, with the, with the people in Hollywood, right? They're like, oh, I'm, I'm lunching at this famous restaurant and I'm doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they're getting divorced that their kids hate them. And you go, Wow. Okay. And uh, I don't know. For me, I prefer the authentic part of it. Because even if it's just bits of being authentic, it's okay. Because we're not expecting to be perfect. Just let us in on the little pieces of stuff. And we go, oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's you don't have to. Thing. I don't need to know your kids' names. I don't need to know your wife or your husband's name. I don't need to know any of that stuff. Like, like you were saying, some of that stuff. Uh, can be kept private. I, I know for uh, for myself and for Esme, um, yeah, I don't bring up my kids' names on air. I don't bring up my wife's name on air just because you just you never know and you want to protect their privacy because my wife is a really private person. She's like, no, I don't <laughs> want to know. I'm okay with them not knowing. And you go, okay, well, you know, and you try to be respectful of that, but at the same time, trying to 
give people those glimpses into your life so that they go, oh, okay, they're just like me. So mm-hmm. it's it's been an interesting sort of, uh, yeah, it's been interesting to have to do that, uh, especially in this age of social media and, and trying to be, that. Yeah, yeah, trying to navigate that. And for you, I mean, your husband, I don't even know your husband. I've, I've he, known you've been married for a long time, but you know. Yeah, I, I, he hops on every now and then you'll see him. <laughs> But he is a little more private, although he doesn't mind, right? But I do ask him. And there was an incident like a while back where a family member got really upset that, um, you know, like one of them was on my social media. Um, You know, I'm very conscious of this, though. And I feel like if you have a rule where you don't want your child or whoever on social media, that usually it's known, like someone will tell you ahead of time. Um, You know, in this case, it wasn't that like this person, their child was on social media, everybody else posted them. So I didn't, it was strange to me that like, oh, but I can't. And then you didn't tell me ahead of time. You didn't oh, wow. tell me ahead of time that I couldn't, yeah. you know, and she's, uh, you know, the child had been on like my social media before. So it was very weird. But because of that incident, it definitely like ever since then, I always, always, always ask. So it doesn't matter if you're a child or an adult or whatever. I'll always say, are you OK with me tagging you? Are you OK with me posting this photo? Interesting thing is I have had nobody in three years say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I feel like if that's your rule, generally you're, you're telling it ahead of time, right? Like there's no need to ask about it. Like the, the person already has said, like my, um, my niece is, is a no Instagram, no, no internet, um, child where if wow. she is on, you have to put an emoji over her face or whatever. And that's totally fine. Like I absolutely respect that, you know? So a lot of times it is just like knowing you know, like you and your wife talked about it and you know what her boundaries are like, great. You know, I mean, that's what relationships are all about with me. I tend to like, I mean, I don't want to call it oversharing because I'm okay with it. Like I, I share things that probably a lot of other news personalities, um, don't, you know, like I've shared in that time when I I told you a couple of years ago, when I was hitting like my rock bottom, I went live and, you know, but it was a part of my personal growth. And so I felt okay with it. You know, like I feel totally fine with somebody else looking at that and going, Oh my God, there she goes again. Why is she crying on social media? Oh, she's oversharing or whatever. I don't, cause I don't care what those people say because clearly they have work to do on themselves. If they care that much to talk about me, you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to work through my, everybody has this stuff, right? We all yeah, have yeah. stuff. We, all get, we to, all get issues. We all get issues. We yeah. all have issues. We all have the mess, <laughs> right? And yeah. you know that that saying, make the mess your message. And so I just really took that to heart, you know? And I I don't know, it's not for everybody, but you know, that that's kind of the way that I roll and 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 it's okay if other people think that it's too much or whatever. Um that's fine. But what's great about social media is people choose to follow you. And so I've been really fortunate that my whatever 35, I don't know how many followers, but that they choose to follow me. And so I, I really don't get negativity. I get a lot of positivity and support and I love to be able to give that back to people and then to also serve them when a hurricane comes or through my podcast or whatever, you know, way that I can find. So it's kind of like where I'm at in my life now. Well, that's awesome. I was going to say, so getting to know you a little bit better, we do have one 
structured segment on this show. Okay. It is, well, it is, it is our last segment, so we're, we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, because we are a music channel, Malika, if you were stranded on an island by yourself for the rest of eternity, and you could only bring three albums or, I guess, songs from an artist with you, what three albums would those be? Um, Kelly E. Reichel, for sure. Okay. Kelly Reichel's catalog. She's quick on that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he lives up the street, but I just... I know he's right this Yeah, his, his music just makes me feel something that I, I just can't. Yeah. It, it's emotional. And he took um, a, he took a two year hiatus and just sold out this big thing in, in San Diego. Yeah, just got San Diego. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I saw and it he, on his social media. 24 hours. He like flew in, did the concert and flew out. I'm like, exactly. yeah. only Kelly can do that, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, let's see two other albums or, or artists. <sighs> Mariah Carey. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think okay. it just brings me back. Like it would be if I was on a desert island, I'd have to like think about like small kid time, you know, and and think about how much I've come, how far I've come since then. <laughs> Those days of the terrible body image issues and the pimples and the, <laughs> I still, the boys don't like me. <laughs> I still stand by "Always Be My Baby," being one of the greatest produced songs ever. It, that's really? an amazing song. Yeah. Okay. Not, I, not I all it. I want for Christmas is you. No, no. I like always that be, one. Always be my baby is my jam. I crank that <laughs> when it comes up in the car. Um, and then I, I think the the last one wouldn't be an artist. It would just be like a playlist of pop songs. Like I, I just love my <laughs> pop playlist where just whatever comes on next, and I clean my house to it. I mean, I'd be on a desert island, so I wouldn't have to clean, but. Yeah. <laughs> so the album would be one of the nows from uh, maybe the now number five. No, or now number no, no, but that's too limiting. No, that's too limiting. It has to be like like Pandora, like a playlist <laughs> where it just keeps going. <laughs> wow. She really took that cheated, last but... one. It just got to stretch that as far as it can go. I know. Okay. Hey, Malika, by the way, are you, are, you, are you bilingual? Can you do pigeon and American standard English? I thought okay. I'm bilingual. I speak French. Um, I I, I could attempt. We'll it. I could attempt it if you're trying to make me speak speak pigeon. No, no, no. I was just curious because Big Island, right? So you, oh yeah, I figured it'd be, oh, yeah, I figured sure. it'd be God So so is it is it shave ice or ice shave? It's ice shave, and if there you take me go. to Makaha with the uncles, <laughs> and I gotta speak pigeon, I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just check. Oh. Just check. <laughs> well, for all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we, please tune into the Communification Podcast. We'll put a link yeah. in the description. And uh, Malika, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. It was so nice to just chat with you both. Now, let's and if see. you need two men who have no communication skills at all, you can have us on the podcast anytime. We'll... That's right. <laughs> thank you. I'll put you on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe can we do, uh, can we do um, check out High Sessions YouTube channel in French. Oh. Okay. Or some um, version of that. We can't uh, help you with this, by it's the way. It's hard because a lot of it is <laughs> High Sessions and YouTube is English already. So it's like yeah. half the sentence is English. 
va voir le YouTube de High Sessions. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we are international, my friend. That's right. I'm sure. I'm sure that meant something. I just said go see the the High Sessions YouTube channel. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, yay! Thank you so much, and uh, and we'll we'll see you folks next week with another podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.